Hey everyone, I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our 20s podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. You know what I think, bud? Yes. No, I, I don't did, know. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. You know, it was one of those rhetorical questions. I wasn't really waiting for an answer. I was just going to tell you anyway, but it seemed polite to ask. Um, I It's amazing how like when you, when we, you know, we think about habits a lot, when you get like habitual with something, when you do it so many times, how it really does just like flow. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we both came on here, like our schedules had changed a lot today and like blah, blah, blah. But like, we just know what we're doing and we're just like, we flow into it. And it's fun to see like, and you know, it's not just for this, it's for like other things in your life too, that when you really are truly like habitual with something, yeah, it, it allows it for it to just kind of like flow through you yeah it's so true and we were talking earlier where I was just like Julia and some people are probably gonna listen to this and be like oh my god that's so annoying but I really mean it like I really love our show and I listen to a fuck ton of podcasts I know you do too yeah and sometimes when I accidentally just because it's I obviously I'm subscribed to our show and like it starts playing and I'm driving and I don't change it <laughs> I'm like I'm actually really enjoying this like I forget that it's us talking because I just feel really like authentic yeah and I agree I think our flow is just whatever the heck can happen and we can just start our episode and then it just it just goes even if we have nothing planned <laughs> yep and sometimes we don't but that's what this show is kind of about is just dealing with what is actually going on in our 20s and there's always something going on I'll tell you that literally always could you imagine if there was ever a time where we were just like no like there's just nothing going on everything is dandy I feel nothing I, I feel nothing yeah no I'd be upset yeah I'd, I'd be shocked that, that is concerning you're right Not I even. feel like it's one of those things that everyone has like a strange like need to achieve of this like place of just like steadiness but like one, is that even a real thing? Two, would you even really want that? Like, I don't think so. Because when I think of like little moments, and this is during our like most dramatic days ever, but I'm like, I feel like I was always like looking for a little something, a little like- Yeah, a little spice, a little, a little sugar. In it. Yeah. Like, you know how you hear about people who like create drama in their relationship just to feel something? Like, I'm not saying we should do that. <laughs> don't but, do that. <laughs> but I, I do think it's like, our attention is always flowing in some places, even though we deserve the Zen, we do. Right. But- and I think it's about like being, a, you know, an active participant in like the world yeah. and in your life. Like if you're paying attention to the things around you, you're going to feel something. And, it, yeah. you know, I feel like if you weren't feeling anything, it probably means that you're not like being really an active participant in your own life or in the world. And that sounds sad. That sounds awful. Okay. Anyway, today we're going to talk a little bit about shrinking yourself. Mm -hmm. Something that um, I think every woman and probably person has done at one time Mm -hmm. or not in their life, but I can't speak for men. I can only speak for a woman because I am one. And I know that we as women do that a lot, oftentimes in the workplace, oftentimes in our 
romantic relationships, friendships, um, with just like a random person on the street, which is where I think I like do it the most actually. Really? <laughs> yeah. With like random people on the street. I don't know. Or it's like someone in a coffee shop. I feel like I get very timid. Mm, we're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like as if you're like I'm in their so way, sorry. like I'm bothering everybody. Yeah. Like I'm just like a walking burden. What's that about? <laughs> What's that about? But we'll get into being walking burdens in a minute, but first it's time for, oh, oh yeah. We always do prime pickle when it's just us. Are we doing Pride and Pickle? Yeah, why not? Okay, it's time for Pride and Pickle. My Pride this week is... My Pride this week is that. <laughs> I love when uh, Brenda's tired and like just a little bit delirious. <laughs> yeah, I just... It's not good. It's not, like, um, I feel like I'm going to start Oh my God, are you crying? A little bit. <laughs> I don't know why though. I, I don't know. Funny, but I already forgot it. Anyways, <laughs> um, my pride this week is that I really think I've, and this kind of goes into like shrinking yourself and, and whatnot. Like I'm having a lot of shifts right now in work, as I've mentioned to you guys. And I think that regardless of external, potential external comments or thoughts or whatever, although I can be bothered by like what somebody may or may not think, I love that my genuine belief about myself and what I have to offer hasn't shifted. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's really cool. Cause I don't think that I would have felt that way in previous things. Like I would have felt really, really offended and hurt by like maybe somebody not believing in me or me thinking they don't. Right. Or you would have questioned yourself at least yeah. like you might still, have, but I feel like you would have in the past, I've seen you then like question yeah. yourself more. And this time around, you're just like, no, like, yeah, that sucks. And like, that hurts my feelings. But like, I know that that's not true about me. Exactly. And that's like, that's really cool. Because it's awesome to see in you for sure. Yeah. And I think it goes to, it just really goes to show like everything we talk about where it's like the more in the same way with like these habits, like it's like, oh, the more that we really work on us and really work on believing these things and showing ourselves that like, that is just who we are. It it really does make an impact. Mm. And hmm, my pickle is that it's getting late mama's sleepy chris is such a clean freak but i'm not gonna tell him and i'm just gonna baby wipe my body and i'm gonna put my pajamas on and go into our bed and he's never gonna know he's never gonna know boys don't know anything they don't know but like he is so like something about like which i'm not i'm changing into my pajamas but like something about wearing your street clothes in bed is like so disgusting to him which i guess Mm. i do like i don't really do that no but I'm not showering at night right now. And that's disgusting. And it's okay. I don't always shower at night, but I definitely change. Definitely no yeah, strip clothes in the betty. I'll give myself that credit. Yeah. But something about like the idea of like just baby wiping myself right now. Like I'm like, are you like, is that adult? No, but it's fine. You can do that. Just baby wipe my whole body. Yeah. Okay. Permission granted. Permission granted. The only thing is that sometimes like a shower after like a really long day, even when it's really fucking late, like sometimes a shower like really relaxes me. Yeah, I can see that. Like it lets me like separate, you know, like sometimes if I'm like, go, 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 go. And then I immediately just change again to bed. I'm like, oh no. Yeah, Mm, I get that. But you you do what you feel, gal. I think either one is fine. Either one is fine. My actual hesitancy is we're having this thing with our hot water heater where every time after we shower out of precaution for it not imploding, just for temporary, we have to turn on the sink a little bit for like 10 whole minutes. And oh, I 
So I think no. it's yeah. that's awful. Yeah, little things that you don't know will happen. But anyways, Drew, what's your pride and pick? My pride and my pick, I'll follow up from Monday about my car. I brought in my car. Um, here, we'll do pride and pickle all in one. Number one, I brought in my car um to because I, you know, I needed to get my tire replaced. And um it was driving me like it was making me so anxious all morning. Like those little tasks, they make me super anxious. So I was like, like dreading doing it all day. And I was like, maybe I'll just do it tomorrow. Cause you know how like we push things off and we think that that's going to make it better, but that never makes it feel any better. It only ever makes it feel worse. Um, yeah. You only feel better once it's done. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll just like do it tomorrow. Like blah, blah, blah. And then we were like, no, like we're going to go do it right this second. So I was like, so I brought my car and it was very, the, it was the good, the pride of it was, was that it was very convenient, the fixing place. And they were very lovely and very nice. And it was not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. And it literally took 10 minutes to like bring it there, drop it off, tell them the problem and leave. Like it took no time. And I built up this whole thing in my head that it was going to be such an awful process. And it so wasn't, it was, it was honestly lovely, lovely man at the gas station. And, um, so I did that, but the pickle part of it is that I need two tires replaced because he showed me, he was like, they firstly took the car and I was like, he was like, well, try to like patch it to see if you don't need to get a whole new tire. And I was like, thank you. Lovely man. Um, which would have only cost me $30. And then love that. But then he was like, um, Julia, can you come over here? And I was like, yeah. And so he showed me, and then one tire has this ginormous screw in it, which is in a place apparently that like you can't fix. And then the other tire had a legitimate hole in it, like a chunk missing out of it. And he was like, how did you do that? I was like, I don't know. You are the tire guy. You tell me. He can't just like pinpoint you back to the place where you did I was it. like, I don't know, bro. Like you tell me, but yeah. So I need two tires replaced, but it'll be done tomorrow. So thank goodness that it'll be done, but that's gotta be really expensive. Oh yeah. It's $500. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Having a car is terrible. Okay. Well, we're just converting to walkers. We'll let you guys know. <laughs> we're just going to walk everywhere from now on. That's Sorry. It. I'm three hours late. I had to walk here. Yep. I'm sorry. Let's just, you didn't read the fine print. That's on you. That's on you. But wow. Would we look and feel amazing? I know. I literally, it was horrible, but I said that today at work where I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to be so fit apparently because I have not eaten a single thing. Like I have no time to snack. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I I ate like lunch, but I'm just like such a snacker that like I normally snack at work in between things. Right. And then you're like, wow. (laughs) I honestly think it's really funny because especially if if you guys ever work in an office and you work with like someone in the same office as you, like, I think it's so funny to like notice when people are like either bored or have like a moment because me and Liz go and grab a snack at the same exact time, every single time, multiple mm. times a day. And I'm like, wow, we both really just had that inkling, huh? What's your like at work snack? I have a couple. Um, honestly, they're all like not any that you would like. Cause they're like protein bars, turkey jerky, bless you um turkey jerky some protein chips like they're nothing you would love some fruit ew disgusting disgusting except for the fruit I like the fruit yeah 
I love when it's like more in season a watermelon. Oh, I always have strawberries in the morning and they're frozen, but like lightly melted because they've been in the car for a couple hours. Oh, good. Right, right, right. Lovely. Yeah, we love a frozen fruit. We really do. I love a Trader Joe's frozen mango. You know, I I don't get that one, but I think I would also love that. I think you should get it. I should. I sh- I really should keep more frozen fruit in the house. I I don't. Because it's literally like ice cream. Oh, it's ice cream and it's sweet and it's cold. I love a cold snack. Me too. I love like an extremity of a temperature. Like I love to heat up like something or I love it like real cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like a room temperature snack doesn't always do it. It doesn't. Mm-mm, it doesn't. Mm. No. I'm- Okay, so everybody knows how much I absolutely love skincare and how much I hate when your skin is like dry and dehydrated and crackly. It's not cute. It's not cute at all. Brenda was just talking to me about how her skin's feeling extra dry, but we have found the solution because one of my favorite brands, The Way, has come out with two amazing new products to help keep us moisturized and hydrated during this cold, cold winter. I'm talking about The Way Melrose Place Body Cream and The Way Melrose Place Body Cleanser. I never really think about the cleanser that I'm using on my body, but it is so important to take care of our body just as much as we're taking care of the skin on our face. After all, our body is the biggest organ and we better take care of it and i'm going to with the way melrose place body cleanser because it balances your skin without stripping it or leaving unwanted residue it gently cleanses and nourishes at the same time with a luxurious lather it's skin softening it has hydrating oils and it has high quality nourishing ingredients like jojoba seed oil and rosehip oil which i absolutely love and you can experience the new way melrose place body cream and body cleanser your body your way go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code BELIEVE. Go get slippery and hydrated, girl. Hydration looks good on you. Everybody knows that Brenna and I are super big on habits and having and maintaining habits that help us live our best lives. And sometimes we need a little help tracking those habits so that we can make sure we're staying on top of things in order to reach our goals, whatever our goals may be. And that's why today we're talking about Noom. Noom is a great tool to help you track your habits in order to reach your health and wellness goals, whatever they may be if you have them, which if you don't, all good. But if you have a health or wellness goal, Noom is a great tool to help you out. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. And again, this is so personal. And Noom understands that everybody's goals are unique and what works for someone else might not work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible. It's focuses on progress and not perfection, which we love, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that is comfortable and right for you, whatever those goals may be. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash believe. Again, that's noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. Anyway, um, Brenda, Yes. Why don't you kick us off? Okay, I will. Um, Julie and I were talking briefly earlier just about like 
this whole idea of shrinking ourselves as women in order to make other people comfortable. And I've totally heard that line. I've totally heard that phrase before. I've experienced it and embodied it in some capacities, but I, it's, what's most interesting to me is like, there have been certain circumstances, like honestly at work for myself where I'm like, oh my God, like I have not even been conscious that in the, the, the extremes to which I've been doing that, mm. whether it's like not owning things that I really know really well mm. out of not wanting to intimidate like other people around me or like not wanting to seem like I think I'm more important than I than I am right then you're like quote like, unquote position like yeah, yeah or like simply out of not wanting to make like people that might have been at this the workplace like longer than I have think that I'm like trying to undermine them like which none of those things are things I would actually ever intend to do but for some reason it's almost like I shrink my capacity my capabilities things that I know areas in which I would shine out of not wanting to make someone else feel like threatened Mm -hmm. it's just so interesting because I literally today like today was like oh my god I've been doing this for like over a year now (laughs) and I haven't been conscious of it so I don't know I guess overall it's just been very top of mind today because I literally had the thought today and it just made me think about other experiences where we do that whether it is in and we talk very consciously about like relationships and whatnot too but like whether for some people it's in a relationship where they're accepting or embodying something less than what they know they can own up to um or whether it is at work or whether it's with their friends like I don't know like it's just interesting that we do things like that yeah I mean I think for women like unfortunately it's one of those societal things that is just like so ingrained in us like from the time we're little when it's like, oh, be like, be polite, like, be quiet, like, you know, like those little things that are just kind of so ingrained in us by society and like, and for forever, like it's in our like DNA because it's just gone on for like so long in the history of society. So it's one of those things that we kind of have to constantly battle against, even though maybe it's not as prevalent as it was a few years ago. Like it's still, it still is very present. And it's something that I think sometimes takes active work to fight against because we don't always realize we're doing it. Like you said, like a lot of times, like a lot of times I'll, if I see myself doing it, I won't notice until after, like sometimes I'm not noticing in the moment. And then afterwards I'll be like, Hmm, like in that, in that like situation, like I, I could have been more assertive. Like I shrunk myself because I didn't want to like upset or offend or, or like, you know, make a scene or like, and I, I definitely feel that way mostly like at work in like work situations where, mm-hmm. and like advocating for yourself. Um, yeah. Cause it's like, you don't ever want to feel like difficult, but yeah. no one. And that's something that like is so programmed into us. So like, I know that I never want to seem difficult, but men don't really ever like deal with that. Like a man standing up for himself or being his biggest self or advocating for himself like no one is ever going to be like oh yeah he's really fucking difficult people would just say oh he's like he's really like strong or he's really like commanding like those are way more positive words than the word that it's given to a woman when we do that which is difficult or bitchy or like 
And it that is like a to take on words with negative connotations really affects you. It does. And I think that's a big, especially, and it's, it's not to say that it doesn't have carry a weight for other people, but I think for us, especially where forget people pleasing at all, just like in the sense of, of such a big sense of our purpose is like wanting people to feel happy around us and fulfilled around us and want like really genuinely getting fulfillment on our end from bringing other people joy. I think it's extra hard because it's like, I don't know. It almost feels like you're like not doing part of the thing that even if it's for you, like you're not doing something that's important to you. You're like almost contradicting it when it's really not that. And I think for me, like I know a big, when people compliment like my mindset or when people compliment like the person that I am or my heart, like that is the best compliment that I could ever receive. So for somebody to say the complete opposite of that, especially when it's well-intended is so hard. And I do mm-hmm. think for both of us, it comes up much more in the workplace because I do think as you guys have met our friends and love our friends, like we have pretty deep friendships. So even if let's say we do ever disagree, like we know where each other's intentions are, Mm -hmm. where like nobody would ever be like, oh, Julia was like intentionally. Right. That's so true. It's not that way, but it's like in the workplace, if there are connections, even if you're well connected with people at work, but like, they don't know you so deeply, like I don't know. It could definitely be misinterpreted and that's really uncomfortable. And I read too with, um, I forgot what it was. I was like looking and, and one of the applications said like men will apply for like jobs that they're like 40% qualified for, but women won't apply to jobs that yep. they're 90% qualified yep. for. Yep. It's what? true. It's crazy. It's so crazy because there is just that little difference in the way we're raised by society not necessarily by your parents but by society that teaches women that unless you're perfect you're not deserving of certain things and men are just aren't taught that as much and I'm not man-hating here I fucking love men I have so many men in my life that I love and I'm not mad at them for that I'm I'm frustrated with how much women have to fight against years and years and years and years and years of this because it's not just you know that it's just happening today it's like so ingrained in society in our dna like that it's something that we will have to fight against for a long time until like it kind of balances out and you know so i just think like what you said about with like the well intention like what bothers me the most about it is that it's the, the, like the point of view that, that is given to women when we're doing that. Like I said before, like the negative connotation that is just not put on, like the words that we use to describe a woman doing the same thing as a man just gets a very different, like point of view and reaction. So different, which is just like, so crazy. It's so crazy. And I notice it like, particularly for me, I notice it in very small things. I notice it like, like I said, when I'm like at a restaurant or out a coffee shop or like working with someone who's like, who I don't know, who's like a service person or blah, blah, blah. Like I always feel, and everyone should be polite to service people. Everyone in the whole world, you better be polite to service people and people like, you know, working in the world that help you. Um, so I'm not saying don't be polite, but like, I know that sometimes like if something's wrong or like, if I'm, I don't understand something, like I won't like all the time I've gotten better at this, but like ask to have it fixed or like ask to do it the right way. Whereas like, I notice like the men in my life, like 
if something's wrong, they're just like, hey, like this is wrong. <laughs> we have it totally. fixed. Well, like, with no hesitation. And I like have to actively tell myself like, and I am a lot better about it now. I really do ask a lot more now, but like I actively have to tell myself like, it's okay to ask for something to be changed or modified or to ask a question like that's not you being annoying or a burden that's you getting a service that you came for literally yeah I remember like getting my hair like colored or cut and hating it and like it and it was clear like the um whatever we want to talk about chemicals or however things show up on people whatever but I remember just like something coming out the total opposite of what I expected them offering even to like, Oh, is this not what you wanted? I can fix it. And I'm like, that's okay. Like, I, <laughs> I saw right. I'm I just going to go cry in the car now. <laughs> like, I'm just going to go cry. And like literally to this day, Chris associates every single time I get my hair colored or cut Aww. or something. He's like, he's like, how, how do you feel about it? How's it looking? And I'm like, Aww. it's fine. But like he That's really so remembered that like, I would be so triggered. Um, between that or just like so many different examples, I relate so much due to like the the stuff of it's like, oh my my chicken has a live chicken. <laughs> fine. Me, there's a live chicken. It's fine. I'll eat it live. That's what I wanted. Cluck cluck sis. Like <laughs> like what? Like I really I always feel so rude or overstepping and I think we can have a whole other conversation when it comes to like asking what you're worth financially oh yeah where we both like have a tough time with that I think everybody does yeah. but the way that I've heard men talk about like asking for what they're worth with money it's like to them it's not even a question like if you don't pay me what I am worth mm -hmm. I'm out of here mm -hmm. but for us like I cannot tell you no matter how many conversations we've had up until this point and we've had many every single time that I feel like I I start to be like, yes, like this is it. And I can believe logically that I'm worth something, but I will consistently talk myself out of like, mm, you're being greedy. Like, oh, you're, you know, that that's a lot to ask for. And I think it's really like an automatic fallback that all of us start to feel. Yeah, yeah. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. And it's just something that I have grown a lot less patience for as I have gotten older. Like I think a two year ago version of me it would be way different than the version of me now. I think that comes from like having negative experiences of not asking for what I'm worth in the past. Like, and sometimes that's, you know, just the way you learn, you have to ha fail in order to learn. So like from having failures like that, I now know like that I will never do that again. And it doesn't mean that I don't get nervous. Like I still get really fucking nervous when I need to like negotiate a contract or like ask for something that I'm worth at work or like stand my ground in, you know, what I need. I get really, really nervous and really, really anxious beforehand. So I still need to work on that part of it. But I, I do ask now because I fail, I've have failed in it in the past and I know how crappy that feels. Mm. And I would rather now someone think for a second that I am difficult if that's what they want to say, because that's the word that we usually ascribe to women asking for what they deserve. I now know that I would rather someone think I'm difficult than not receive what I deserve. Ooh, that's so good, you. And I also do think that like, it's worth saying that if you don't ask for things, sometimes the door won't even open. Right. Because oh, yeah. I know for myself, like people have totally walked all over me for 
a while and thought that they could. And for a while, honestly, they could because I left them. So I think that like a part of it too is like just the asking, like the worst thing they could say is no. And then it's not for you. It's there's something else and you'll navigate that and whatever they think you're difficult. But I do think that there is a lot of power in simply asking because that just like opens the door for that conversation. Whereas otherwise, like people will underball you, like they'll take advantage And I think a a very valuable question that we could probably ask like an expert is I think there are specific metrics at in certain jobs that are like probably crystal clear, but I do think like, it's very, like a very well, it's a worthy question to be like, how do I know what I'm worth? Because like, how do you put a financial amount on like what you're Mm -hmm. worth based Mm -hmm. on your experience? If like, maybe you don't have that much experience, but like you're a really hard worker. Like, I think that would be a really interesting conversation. That would be, yeah. I think it's different when like, maybe you're being promoted and you're looking out for like what people are paid within a specific title you're being promoted to. Like, that's one thing. Right. But I do think like when you're first starting out in like the workforce or like maybe right post-grad, like how do you know exactly what's what's fair to ask for, right? Because listen, right. all of us would love to graduate and be like, I would like to make a quarter million dollars. Thank you. Thank but yeah. like, like, where is the line, you know? So I think that'd be interesting to, to talk about. Yeah, that would be a really great thing to talk about. I think we could do a whole episode just on that. Um, the one thing that I will say is that something that women do need to do more in order to aid that is to like talk to each other, like talk to each other about what you're making, yeah. talk to each other about your contracts, talk to each other you know, and like ask the men, ask the men what they're making. Like, you know, like you said before, like the worst thing they could say is like, I don't want to tell you like the worst, but if you don't, you know, so like, so that we know what's going on is like a good way to at least like get a a starting ground for that question. And then I think that there's like way, 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 way deeper things that we could go into with an expert and we should and will. Um, But I just, I love that point that you made, but about like, if you don't ask, then it's definitely a no. And that's something yes. that I also totally struggle with of like, I get so nervous to like ask someone for something. And like, the worst thing they'll say is no. Like, yeah, we need I to think- remind ourselves that the worst thing they'll say is no. Yeah. And I think just being less afraid of the word no. And we've had so many conversations, guys, about like, rejection. Yeah, why are we so afraid of like, that? Yeah. Cause at the end, I think it's because like, it takes a knock on our ego. It takes a knock on like all these things, but it's mm. all like, I think we're more in a place now where I think, right. Really generalizing here, but where we're like, you decided you're not going to give me what I'm worth, but I still know that I'm worth that. Whereas I think in the past, somebody rejecting us in that way would feel like, oh, so I'm not worth that to you. I don't know. Whereas I feel like now we know we're worth certain things, Yeah. but, like, but our, I'm not gonna say we're not gonna be hurt by any sort of rejection because I do think I personally still am navigating just like my relationship to rejection because I sure I we love a validation moment absolutely but but I do think we're a lot more sure in what in what we collectively like have to offer versus maybe how we used to be but yeah the word no like freaks so many of us out when it, it I think if anything it should give us comfort to know we have an answer instead of not having one. Mm, yeah. What if I did say something? And then what if like you did and they say yes? Like, right. Yeah, absolutely. It's so, it's so true. And we can all, I think we could all be better a little bit about, a little bit better about that. Um, I know I can't like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, well, maybe I'll ask this thing. And I'm like, no, I don't want to bother anyone. 
literally like I really I think we 100% convince ourselves that like oh it's not a good idea because and it's like it was a good idea one second ago what changed yeah I it's also I also do that mostly with like service things and mundane things like before when I needed to bring in my car I was like do you uh, to Nathan I was like do you think I can just bring it there or do you think I can I have to make an appointment and he's like I don't know like just give them a call and I was like give them a call like what do you mean like I can't call and ask that like I don't know why that like felt so crazy to like have to call and ask them like how I'm supposed to do this but like it like that is like one of those things because I think like it's so ingrained in me of like that it might be a burden to someone even though that's it's not like they want my money like they want my me to come and get my car service there like but isn't it crazy it's like I literally like felt like so nervous to have to call them and just ask if I could just bring my car in or if I needed to make an appointment online Literally, like you were almost being like convenient to them like, right. <laughs> by giving them a fair warning and asking what works for right. them. But my mind is like, oh my God, like if you call like, like then, then like they might think you're dumb or like, they might think that like, like you're bothering them or like, I was like, why don't yeah. you just know the answer? Literally. No, it's, it's so true. So if you guys are listening to this right now, honestly, if you guys are in the same boat and you feel these things, just shoot us a DM. So we feel less alone. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, please do. And just like maybe any things that, that you think will make us laugh about certain things that you, yeah. Um, or any like tips, um, tricks, or tools that maybe you have gotten from an expert or someone, um, that you admire about this. Cause I think it's a really hard thing to navigate and it's not so easy to unpack either. Like, this is like a half hour episode. And I think we could talk for days so to long. unpack, you know, this, this thing that we are given as young women to, to yeah. take on and, that it is a constant battle. It's a constant Absolutely. battle. It really is. And if you're listening, clearly the two of us navigate it. So you aren't even a little bit alone. And if you feel hesitant to ask for what you want, if you feel hesitant to ask for what you know you deserve, it's normal. Um, but just like we are doing our best to navigate through that, we encourage you as well to do the best that you can to ask and see what doors that opens or see what answers you get as a result. And we're here with you along the way. Um, if you haven't listened to our episode with Heather Monahan, I, I was just going to say that. I was like a perfect follow-up episode to this would be Heather Monahan's because she does give a lot of tips about this. And she is the absolute woman to be like, everybody fuck off. I'm going to come in here and Literally. ask for exactly what I deserve. Even if I don't know what that really is. Like, yeah, it's a great definitely. episode I mean, to listen to after this, your energy, like the energy we have to remember. And, and I'm saying this literally right now to myself as well, like the energy that we bring into something and the level of belief that we bring into something, like if we're tiptoeing, if we're nervous, if we're unsure, like the person that you're asking is going to feel that versus mm-hmm. if you have full confidence, like they're yes. going to believe it too. Yes. So great we're here with you. You got this sister. You got this. Go ask for what you deserve. You deserve so much. You deserve so much. And you don't need any like concrete, like proof to, to do it. Like if you feel, and you know that you are worthy and deserving of something that is enough and go ask for it and go get it. Go get it, baby. Oh yeah. Brenda gave you a peace sign on the way out on that note. We hope you guys are loving the show and sharing the show. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple podcasts. We have so many good episodes coming up. Brenda is doing her rating and review dance, which we love and we love you guys. 
We do so much. Thank you guys. We will talk to you Monday. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.